Hi there, Jordan Rich with you, and this is On Mike. Those who know me know my penchant for all things Star Trek original series first and foremost. And over the years, I've managed to meet and interview so many from the original cast. Today, a revisit with a gentleman I've talked with numerous times over the years. He's an incredibly talented, incredibly energetic man. He's William Shatner. Nearing 90, William Shatner is embarking on projects at a record pace, including his latest album, William Shatner, The Blues. From hosting documentaries to writing books, producing albums, promoting products, he's a man of boundless energy and curiosity. And he is, when all is said and done, Captain James Tiberius Kirk, the one and only. So let's open up a channel and go on mic once again with our good friend, William Shatner. You've been where no man has gone before in the past. Now you're going to the crossroads where Robert Johnson once went. Why the interest Why the interest in blues? Has it always been a, a favorite of yours? Well, you know, blues uh, is the trunk of the tree of so many musical venues, uh, the jazz, uh, uh, rock and roll. I mean, the, 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 the Beatles talk about how much the blues influenced them. So blues is the is is the, the beginning, and yet blues is simple and soul. It's 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 a soul unto its own. And even though I'm uh, I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada, Oscar Peterson was one of the piano players that I I would listen to and uh, go see and hear uh, in Montreal. So when I was asked to do what would I like to do next, I, I was. Uh, quite successful in this uh, Christmas album that I had this year, uh, and, they, and they said, "Would you like to do a blues album?" I it, it struck a home, so I began to look into the blues and read books on the blues and talk to people who were uh, musicians here about the blues. I educated myself on the blues. We had uh, a musician in from uh, Mississippi, a, a well-known musician in Los Angeles, but had come from Mississippi, where as a boy, he picked cotton and sang uh, songs to mitigate the heat and the, and the hard work of picking cotton. I said, show me. And right in my office, he was picking cotton and singing a song. I, I, I had it sort of, uh, it was, I could see what he was doing. As a result of all these people and, and talking to all these people, trying to find out the best songs to sing, we put together uh, these uh, 12 plus one songs uh, that are blues, and and then I sat down in front of a microphone at recording studio and had to figure out, how do I do this? What what uh, What's my blues signature? What is my voice? And once I found that, the little experimentation, I realized that the best thing that I could do was to take each one of these songs as a scene that an actor might play. I want you to play uh, uh, I Can't Quit. I want you to, uh, to, to perform The Thrill Is Gone. Uh, not perform it, but The Thrill. I want you to play a scene, actor, where the love of your life, you realize you don't love her anymore. Now go and play it. Mm. And that's the way I approached each song as though it were a scene, as though it were a moment in a person's life, my life, 
and try to perform it that way. Well, I must say, you have some of the world's greatest blues artists with you. Almost every track, there's another highlighted soloist. Those guys must have been excited, as you are excited to do this, to work with you. They were. The, one of the great honors of my life are these famous, great artists who said yes to accompany me. Some of them uh, are on other albums, and they came back, and it wasn't a, a terrible experience. So these people said yes to this album. I can't believe it. And it's one of the great honors to have a, a, a an artist like uh, Brad Paisley or Richie Blackmore, Candace Knight. I mean, it's just, it's overwhelming. I, I don't know. Ronnie Earl is one of those great guitar that great guitarists recognize as a great guitarist. You know, Tyler Bryant. It's just, a, it's fabulous. The album itself is extraordinary for me. Not for what I do on it, but the, the, the variety of songs, the where blues can lead you, and for this extraordinary, incredible accompaniment by these great artists that, uh, yeah. that follow me into a song. I, I tell you, you are the ultimate crossover musician these days <laughs> with so many genres. I was wondering what was next on your hit parade, and here you are with something, uh, no pun intended, out of the blue. I thought it was really amazing. Glad you said that. It is out of the blue. And in the meantime, while waiting for it to be released, I've been recording another album, an autobiographical album of things in my life that a, a wonderful lyricist uh, who's living in, in New York City and uh, a wonderful uh, a musician uh, who's living upstate New York, and I'm in Los Angeles. And in this COVID atmosphere, we put together another album, an autobiographical album called Horses, Death, and Love. I, I know the reason the horses are mentioned because you're such a, a horse aficionado. I, I'm going to compliment you. Maybe no one else has done this of late. Uh, I compare you to one of my audio heroes, Ken Nordine. Are you familiar with the work of Ken Nordine, Bill? That's fantastic. Well, he was the fantastic. he was the voice of gazillion commercials and audio portraits, yeah. if you will. And your voice itself, uh, which continues to be very, very strong and very lustrous, uh, seems to have really developed over the years, not just as an actor, but as a singer. I, I just think Ken Nordine, you know, spoken word is alive and well with William Shatner. Yes, it is spoken word, and yet it isn't. I'm trying to trying to fit it into the melody line, uh, trying to somehow work the words in, uh, you know, it's a, a continuous experiment of trying to find my way uh, with a great lyric and a melody line put together in the only way that I can. We have a few moments with you, so I have to uh, take a, a bit of a detour and ask you to comment on the amazing last couple of years in the Star Trek universe with the CBS Access shows. There's a new one coming. I imagine it must make your heart feel pretty good to know that it continues and it continues in a big way, well, all that you started. Yeah, it does. Star Trek is a showbiz phenomenon. It's, there's never been anything like it, and there never will be anything like it, at least in our lifetimes. Uh and I mean that not just my lifetime, but yours as well. Um, it started off uh, with uh, people like myself and and uh, and uh, Leonard Nimoy, and and then it was dropped. But it was dropped because of a number of reasons. But one reason that I only heard of recently was the network didn't understand the. Uh, the audience. 
they didn't have what we now have of being able to ascertain <clears throat> who the audience is and what they want. And what So they didn't understand the audience and only began to understand the audience years later when the show was in syndication. They began to say, oh, it's this, and, and then they, they, they found the, the niche. And, uh, and it's continued to this day, uh, more than 55 years later, an extraordinary uh, story, really. Well, it's a saga, and uh, the character of Captain Kirk remains uh, very dear and dear to the hearts of those of us who grew up with you. A couple of other things. The Unexplained. I love your promo for The Unexplained on the History Channel, where the camera, the camera moves around you 360 degrees. It's really cool. But uh, tell me about that show and, and working with History Channel. It must be a lot of fun. Well, The Unexplained is, uh, it presents things that can't be explained strange events that uh, that we can attempt to explain, but we don't know for sure why such and such takes takes place. Like clairvoyance. What is clairvoyance? Uh, how did those people who knew that, they, uh, that the towers in New York were going to be hit days before and wrote it down and said it out loud and, and, and then it happened? What is the, what is the answer to people individuals, strange and, and soul individuals uh, who come about every so often, who can tell the future, and they write it down and it becomes fact. There's no explanation. We can only tell you about, about this. There are people who assume disguises that became the disguise. A guy with many, many masks, uh, not literally, but assumed a personage, became what he was. He, he became a doctor. And he never went to, to school. I mean, all the strange happenings that abound uh, in our world, starting with the biggest, life after death, uh, and going to the smallest, we try to illustrate the mystery of it. And it's really uh, entertaining. It's on the History Channel. Um, it's on Saturday nights, but they have a strange way of playing them. They play them all day long as well, I think. So look for The Unexplained. It's really a, a fascinating show. documentary you did a couple of years ago where you interviewed Stephen Hawking and others reminds me that uh, the secret, I think, to staying young for some people is the quest for knowledge. And you seem to be the most curious guy on the planet. Uh, is that a secret well, to staying uh, vital? It's my belief. I don't know whether you can put it in Australia. I think that we're here. Part of the reasons we're here uh, being conscious uh, entities is to to see and hear and listen to the miracle that 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 is life uh, from the the ability of mushrooms to grow in the Nicene to uh, trees connected by low grade electrical impulses to the stars exploding. There's so much going on in life to cause us awe and wonder. And we're here to pay obeisance to that awe and wonder. Nice way to sum things up. And I'll just close with this. Uh, you've been recognized as an actor and a writer and a producer and a director, but you've also been noticed a lot for your sense of humor, particularly over the last 20 years with Denny Crane and so many other examples. This is always you, right? I mean, I've, I've seen you on stage talk about the early days as an actor, having fun and cutting things up. I mean, that's something you don't necessarily yeah. just develop. Uh, how important is humor to William Shatner, 
these well, days? Uh, it's the spice of it's the spice of life. It's what makes life tolerable. To find humor in everything, there is humor. The basic humor, the basic humor, is the joke that we live life as though it was going to be continuous, and we all know we're going to die. And in knowing that we're going to die, it should lead us to being good in our lifetime, making things work, being good to other people, helping other people, not destroying the world. And yet the joke is we forget that we're going to die and we act as though we're going to live forever. If only Captain Kirk and the USS Enterprise could uh, bring a series of uh, vials of antidote to COVID, because that's what used to happen on the old show. Coming, my friend, it's coming. <laughs> Have faith. You are a delight, Mr. Shatner. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. I say always. I've done this three or four times, and believe me, you're always great. Thank you. I've enjoyed every minute. Of Thank you so much, sir. Pleasure to talk to you. Good talking to you. Take care. A joy always to connect with the great William Shatner. His website, williamshatner.com, has details on the new blues album and all of the projects, and there are many that this man is taking on. We wish him continued success, health, and happiness as he goes where no entertainer has seemingly gone before. Want to thank the production team, including Ken Carberry of Chart Productions and Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media. And certainly want to thank you for listening and sharing the podcast with others. Until next time, this is Jordan saying, as always, be well so you can do good. Take care.